0: You're listening to Integration Redesigned, the podcast that unpacks ideas, trends, and topics that directly impact developers and tech professionals. Join us as we learn from experts who are innovating and developing emerging tech with the world's leading brands. Hello, and welcome back to Integration Redesigned. I'm your host, Kate Port. And in this episode, I am joined once again, by Matt, head of strategy here at DigiBee. Welcome back, Matt. Thanks, Kate. Today, we're going to talk about how to select an integration tool that fits your business. IT professionals, similar to marketing professionals like me, are always being sold new and innovative technologies with the promise that it's going to make your team more efficient, uh, get things out more quickly, be lower cost. Today, Matt, we really want to figure out how are we going to select an integration platform for your business? And it's a loaded one, right? We we've got certainly a number of things that we can unpack related to this. But how might you start out answering that question? How do you select an integration platform?
1: Right. Well, you know, as you and I talked about, Kate, um recently, it's a big question. And as you just said, um, and you know, there are companies like Gartner and Forrester that um to, to a greater or lesser degree, base their entire business on this question, right? Um and uh um but we'll we'll try to we'll try to address this in the few minutes that we have. Um so this may seem self-evident, but you know I'm gonna suggest that it doesn't always happen, which is why I want to mention it, of course. And so the first thing is I think the buyer needs to understand her goals or the or the buying organization needs to understand its goals. So again that means may seem really self-evident but I've certainly seen enough um enough RFIs and been involved in enough um sales cycles um and opportunities where I don't think the goal was really clear or the goals plural were really clear. So um you know, we've had some success at Digibee in helping customers who have um, required integration technology because they made another purchase that was very strategic for them. And so I'm thinking specifically about a new e-commerce suite that several of our customers have purchased in the retail vertical. Um, and that was a very strategic, very important um, um, action for them. And then sort of on the heels of that, they needed to to purchase new integration technology to accomplish all the downstream things that they wanted to and needed to with, with that e-commerce suite. So I, I mentioned that because, um, you know, we, as, as, as working for vendors and, and working as part of a marketing organization, of course we want, um, buyers to pay attention to our outreach and, and, and but ultimately the outreach needs to be met with a need. So, Um, what are some big examples? Um, well, there probably is some sort of a digital transformation initiative happening somewhere in the organization there. Um, perhaps there is a decision to retire some legacy systems and to purchase, as I was just describing an e-commerce example, a new, a new modern, um, kind of core piece of software for, for the, for the company. Um, maybe there's a, an acquisition that's happened and there's a requirement to, um, to integrate systems, um, whatever, it's, it's not just understanding what the high level strategy is that's critical, but then it's also really important to understand how that strategy is going to be achieved. Um, so I think those are the first, that that's fundamentally the first thing is a clear understanding of why these conversations are even happening. And I think it's incumbent on any seller to discover those, um, to discover those things. So, um, no one should buy anything, Um, other than maybe a, uh, you know, a postcard when they're traveling, um, just because, just because, right. Um, so that's the first thing. I think the second thing I would say is, did you want to ask me something else or, okay. So, and I'm going to qualify this a little bit because of Digibee's example, but, you know, as you know, Kate, I've worked with Gartner and, and Forrester and IDC and those sorts of companies for decades. And I think that they're a very good resource for this sort of um question so what should i do if i'm going to buy some enterprise software well i'm probably going to talk to gardner um, and forrester and the other firms because they know a lot about them they know a lot about these things they they publish uh research reports about them they talk to the vendors they talk to the customers of the vendors they talk to the competitors of the vendors and it's not to say that um that anyone should necessarily say um, should, should ask Gardner, should I buy X or Y? And Gardner says Y, and then you go buy Y. That's that's not the point necessarily, but it's a it's a it's another important and valuable source of data. There's a there's a caution with that, though. I want to say, I want to mention. Um, again, it's been my experience that it's very common for organizations to build short lists based on the vendors that are leaders in a magic quadrant or sometimes leaders in a Forster wave. And um, I don't think that's a great practice. And I would say very confidently that Gardner and Forrester would agree that that's not a great practice. Um, so first of all, you're missing out on companies like Digib that um, aren't included in the magic quadrants and the waves. In our case, because we don't yet have enough revenue to be included so they all have requirements for inclusion. Um, and, uh, you know, we're a high growth company and we're, we're approaching that bar and we'll be in it in the future, but we're not in it yet. So, um, so it's a, it's a good source of data, um, or they are a good source of data, but they're not the only source. Um, so those are a couple of the things I would, I would start out with. Um, um, there, I have some other thoughts, but I don't know if you had any, anything you wanted to Ask about as relates to those.
0: I I think it's really important to highlight that while you, I mean, I equate this to going out to a mentor for advice or guidance. Sometimes the mentor may know about things that you are not necessarily aware of in having that conversation. You know, just think again, job searching, if we want to equate the same thing, right? I go out, I talk to a mentor, they bring me a suggestion on a company an individual, um, a source of information that I may not have been aware of. So I think, you know, spot on, right? The first thing we want to do is understand our goals and needs. And the second is back that up, get a mentor to help you out. And don't be afraid to look at some of the ones that may not appear in your traditional sources for information gathering, because I yep. think you're going to find, you know, especially given our relationship with Gartner, that they may know about a lot more than, is, than meets the eye. Right there's more Correct. to why there. Agree. the The next thing that we had talked about was yep. who's going to use this, and this yeah. is really near and dear to our hearts here at Digibee because we think about that uh, as part of our strategy. But but when you're thinking about well, who's using this? What are they doing with it? How does that How does that resonate with you? And what what might you add there?
1: Yeah, it's a really important point. I'm glad you brought it up because classically, integration platforms. Um, have been used by um, a highly skilled team, a highly specialized team, a dedicated team typically. My job is to write integrations. That's what I do, to write and maintain integrations. Um, And our thesis at DigiBee is that that that's no longer a a sufficient model. So I would argue in terms of selection um, to understand whether a technology vendor can serve um, uh, the requirements of your broader development organization. And maybe another way to say it is, can the platform that you are considering um, for purchase, can it be used by a wide range of developers in your organization, as opposed to the two or six people who are deeply trained on integration technology and integration technology only? The reason that's important is if you pursue a strategy where um, integrations are written as part of your sort of standard work, as opposed to by this highly specialized team, you will be able to burn down your backlog. You'll be able to have a more efficient development organization um, and a more agile development organization that can adjust to needs um, as opposed to what is classically a scenario, which is relying on a small team where things tend to bottleneck very, very quickly. And one of the super cool things about about Digibee, and one of the things that, that we're really proud of here is that we can get developers um, really proficient on our platform in a matter of days, whereas with traditional integration platforms, trading and certification can take weeks, months or sometimes even hunger, um, we don't, actually don't even offer certification because we don't think it should be used. Uh, we don't think um, it's required in our case. So I think that that's a really important um, thing to look for. And one more thing I want to say about it, Kate, before I pause is if you have, if, if you, Kate, are the buyer and you have that team of, of dedicated integration developers, that doesn't mean you should exclude a modern platform like DigiB because, of course, those people those integration specialists will be able to use our platform. And frankly, they'll probably be able to use it really, really well because they understand integration as a um, uh, sort of as as a topology, if you will.
0: We say this a lot here. Select a tool that's going to work for you, not the other way around. And I think this conversation really highlights that because when you look at the average tenure of the people on your team, you know people aren't staying at companies 20 30 years anymore they're staying at companies single digits right 2 to 4 to maybe 6 years um even saying 6 years is a long time these days um and as you think about that growth you need technologies that are going to help empower the teams that you're bringing on if you're expanding and growing and you want them to use the technologies that you have in place um or as knowledge departs the organization, you have the ability to educate internally without rushing to get a deadline before someone leaves. So that's a huge one is who's going to use this? How are they going to take advantage of it? And um, are we going to have the flexibility once that person is potentially no longer here?
1: Absolutely. agreed.
0: Well, Matt, once again, you know selecting a tool is is uh, challenging, to say the least. I'm constantly looking up articles on X tool versus y tool, or why would I select X? Um, what are the best benefits? What are the what are the gotchas? Uh, I'm sure that bloggers make tons of money off of writing these types of of content. Um, I think if we were bo- to boil down today, it's, uh, you know what what are your goals and needs, and how are you going to use it? Um, What mentors or research tools can you go to to get that advice? And then ultimately, well, who's going to be using it? And how does that scale with my business going forward? Thanks for joining me, Matt. I'm sure we'll see you again. That's it for this episode of Integration Redesign. You've been listening to Integration Redesigned. To learn more about how DigiBee can help your team connect and integrate systems at scale, visit digiBee.com. Thanks for listening.